0: Welcome to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. We're recording today from the Advisors Mortgage Group studio right here in downtown Carmel. And I'm Rick Ritma, your hard working mortgage guy. I've been in mortgages and real estate for over 34 years. I've helped over 5,200 folks finance their homes. My team and I believe in custom tailored loans, not the one size fits all
1: approach. We believe there is a right mortgage for you. And we believe we are the team to deliver it. And I'm Ian Arnold, part of Rick's hard-working mortgage team. I've been in the financial industry for 15 years helping customers rebuild their credit and get better interest rates for you. I have a passion in helping you secure your future through real estate and make sure you can have wealth for generations.
0: And as we get started... Remember, if you have any real estate or mortgage questions or needs, please go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. You can get all of our contact information from there, or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938. And today we have, Ian, Mia Chapman.
1: I think you said that right. That's two times in a row. Listen, I'm proud
0: of you. I practiced it for an hour. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> along with my name because I I, I messed that up too, but Mia's Mia's a phenomenal real estate agent. Uh, she's she's got a really interesting story. You're uh, we're really excited to have you. Thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thanks for having me today. You're welcome. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, good. We appreciate it. <laughs> that's what we like. We did something and, right. And your and your um,
2: company is called Austin Avenue Real Estate. Okay, that's Austin A U S T Y N. Avenue, A V E N U E. And how would anybody estate. get a hold of you? Um, you can call my phone, text my phone at 317 500 5963. And my email address is Mia at AustinAvenue.com. Again, that's Mia, M I A, at Austin, A U S T Y N, Avenue.com.
0: You just did that to make it hard on people, right? You know, did that. Why? Actually, the reality is I'm a terrible speller, so it does not matter how somebody does it. I, in fact, I probably would spell it correctly because anytime somebody does something that it's not normal, it's how I do it because yeah. I don't spell correctly. So yeah, that's okay. It's, it, it all works. And then the number, 317 500 is that correct? That's right. Perfect. So what did you do before real estate? Where'd you grow up? You know, how'd you get here?
2: Oh, let's journey back <laughs> um so I grew up I was born and raised in Anderson, Indiana, okay, so small town, you know, everybody knows everybody, and that's that's where it began. I graduated high school, um Highland high school in two thousand and nine, and then um I went on to college at IUPUI here in Indianapolis, and I thought that I had it all figured out. I didn't know what I was going to do, but I was just going to go to college because that's what you're supposed to do after high school, right? So that's what I did. So I was taking classes, you know, getting into student loan debt and just doing that whole thing. (laughs) I, I mean, nobody told me any different, so that's what I did. And it just... It started not to work out. I got distracted. I didn't really, you know, I wasn't really interested in any of the classes. I'm like, what am I really doing here except taking this money and going to class and not really having any type of passion, anything. So it's like I was lost. I was I was just doing what they all said to do to go to college. right? Right. So it was probably a year or two after that. And. I had went on to start working, you know, I'm like, I need some money. I'm not, you know, the school thing is not for me. So I got, you know, full time job, I worked in the restaurant industry and, you know, hospitality, I guess, if you will, um, for a while, and I still didn't like that. I'm Like, what am I doing? I'm just doing it for a paycheck, to be honest. And so, Um, You know, I had my own apartment. I was doing my own thing. I'm a single woman out, no kids, you know, I'm out just doing my own thing. And then uh, I got into a car wreck. I got into a car wreck. And that led me to not be able to get to work. So everything kind of spiraled down from that. And I had to move back to Anderson with my mom, because I had no car, no job, now no apartment. And I'm back at mom's house. So <laughs> at that point, I'm like 22 or 23 years old, still not even really planning or had an idea of what I wanted to do with my life. I'm like, nothing. Right. So I'm at my mom's and, and I was like, I got to get a job again. Cause I can't just not work. And what happened in 20, um, 13, I interviewed for um, a position with a Remax franchise. And that's kind of how the real estate piece started. And I didn't know anything about real estate. I didn't have I never thought about it at all. I never knew people, you know, within the industry and made money doing it. I never... I never thought about it. So I was just like, I got to get a job. And these people that, these ladies, these two ladies that interviewed me and hired me seemed like they were great. And, you know, I'm like, okay, it's going to be a learning curve. And they knew I had no experience, but I think it was the personality and kind of just our vibes together that they knew I would be good in this administrative position for this Remax office. So that's what I did. I started that job and... I did that for maybe a year and I got to kind of see the ins and outs of how agents work. But it still didn't click like this is where you're going to be. Right. Right. So it was just still doing my job. I made like eleven dollars an hour. I'm thinking, okay, it's good enough to pay my bills. So I went out. I moved out of my mom's again and got my own apartment again. And um, and yeah, I thought it was great just to kind of see the the freedom that they had to kind of move in and out of the office. Cause you know, I had to be there at eight o'clock right. <laughs> I had to be there at eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> to open the place up and get it ready for these people to just kind of come in and out. And I, you know, got to see um like how they, you know, manage like their paperwork and kind of see the contracts and kind of just see what all goes into a transaction, you know, on the administrative side of things. Um So I just thought it, the biggest thing that I saw was the commission checks. I saw the closing checks, and I'm like, what are these people doing? You know, like, I knew they were out here, you know, wheeling and dealing, but I just was like, oh, my gosh. So, but still, at that time in 2013, it still never really clicked to me. Like, this is where you're going to be. So... Um, I think after that, it was just still that worker mentality. You know, you have to work a job nine to five. You have this is what you have to do. Um, And I was still kind of in that mindset. So I went on and um, I I felt like I I just needed more. I was worth more. Right. More than eleven dollars an hour. Right. So after a year, I was like, I'm going to get another job. So now that I have this real estate experience, I put that on my resume and I start applying for different jobs within real estate. You know, you go, you can go on Indeed and click the field that right. you want and a whole bunch of jobs will come up. And that's what I applied for. So I ended up getting um, a job with a property management company. So I kind of saw what that was like in terms of just a different avenue of what was going on within the real estate field in general. And I was like, OK, well now I'm getting paid $12 an hour. I'm doing great. You know, <laughs> I'm like, I got a raise, you know, <laughs> you know, but at the end of the day, I, I didn't even know that it was teaching me just another, you know, outlet of what real estate can offer right. in terms of career choice and just, you know, different strategies and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just kind of taking it all in. Um, and then my dad passed away. It was 2014. Um, and what happened was I kind of, spiraled down again like I wasn't really interested in my job I, again I had to be there from eight to five you know it was one of those office jobs that you had to be there um all day and it just kind of I was just like this this working eight to five stuff is not for me <laughs> it's just not like I hated having this, someone to tell me this is where you have to be all day you have to ask to go on vacation. You have to ask to use the bathroom. You have to ask to right. do all this stuff. And it's like, oh, gosh, I'm too grown. I'm in my 20s at this point, you know? So I'm like, okay. Um, I still did that job. But when my dad passed away, I kind of, like, just fell out of it and, and moved on from that. And then I started um, working for a window company. And that kind of gave me a not, a, not more freedom because I had to do that job, but it it was it was a little more flexible, it was like, okay, you go to this event over here, you can go over here, and we'll, we'll do this it was just it wasn't the same thing every day all right. day right yep, so after that, I just kind of I, I didn't like that job I had to stand up all day if i was if <laughs> I was working, I had to stand up and greet people and you know be this kind of appointment setter is what uh-huh. it was called, and i I didn't like that, so I was like, okay, so now I'm just it seems like I'm just jumping through, getting job to job, but that's what it was. Like, that's what I did. And, you know, I had to pay my bills because at that point I had an apartment I had to maintain. Right. So, um, what happened after that is I was like, okay, I'm going to put this on my resume again, because now I have this resume full of real estate experience and apply to another job. So I got a job at another property management company, but it was for leasing. And in a little bit in between that I did lease apartments, but again, that was, I had to go to the office. I was there all day. So we know how that story is. (laughs) 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 We know how that story ends. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, Oh gosh. Right. So that, that was a short time too. That was short lived as well. But so I got the job with this other management company and they, uh, they did leasing for, well, they needed a leasing agent for, um, their like single family homes Duplex homes that they managed um, And that's what I did I was just the the leasing agent And I came in And I was still like a W-2 employee Like we're going to pay you um, But it was like You know, I got paid based on each lease and how much it was, and I was able to set my own appointments and schedule, and I kind of worked from home a little bit, and I only needed to go in the office when I had to like turn in some paperwork. So I was like, oh, this is more my flow. This is more my speed, because I ended up doing that job for seven years. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, this is kind of where I need to be, and within that time, I think I got that job in 2015, and then while I was there, uh, the manager encouraged me to go ahead and get my license. So I'm like, OK, well, whatever that means. Right. I still right. didn't know that meant like you're going to be a licensed realtor. Right. So I'm like, OK, I'll just go ahead and get my license. And, but I still did that job. Um, and so that's how I kind of came about getting my license. But it still didn't click. Right. So I had my license, but I was still working this leasing job and I wasn't getting paid a whole lot, but it paid my bills and I was able to, you know, set my own schedule, do my own thing. So that's what happened. And I became a licensed realtor, but I still had that job. And then it was a few years after that, it was maybe 18 months going into two years because after you get your real estate license, you have to hang it with a broker for two years. Um, And it was nearing the two year mark and that the management company held my license. So it was, it was pretty smooth. Um, but again, I I didn't learn anything as far as how to leverage my license. So it was like, I was just doing my job and they wanted to keep me there. I was great at it, you know? So they didn't encourage me to do bigger and better things. So I'm like 18 months in, I'm like, you know what? I have this license. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my job again and i'm just going to go off and do my own thing cuz i have a license now right so i went to another brokerage and i was like this isn't what i thought it was cuz now i'm like no income at all i don't have any, i don't have a job i don't i don't know how to generate leads i don't i don't really know how to be a realtor with my license so you know that brokerage is you know was good and it provided leads but then i quickly learned these are not hot leads like you gotta nurture them you gotta do that and that this was just something I wasn't familiar with doing so it was I don't I don't know if it was I don't know the job that I had prior leasing the with the property management company called me back on my birthday in maybe 2018 or something and he was like I need you to come back and do the leasing again and I said you know what okay Cause I need the money, <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this whole realtor thing is not working out right now. I don't know what I'm doing. And, you know, and, and the brokerage, they provide as much as they can and the support, but it still was like, I need money right now. Right. So of course I went back and I did that, but I kept my license with that broker. And I said, you know what, I'll come, I'll come back to work, but it's on my own terms. I'm not going to be your employee. You know, I'll be an independent contractor. You pay me by the lease. And it was coming. That's how I got kind of what commission life was like. So, but of course there were leads and he got, he provided all of that for me. So I was able to finish out my two years and I said, you know what? I can hold my own license now. So I went to the state, transferred it into my own name. I didn't have a brokerage or anything to be with. I just held my own license. So that's what happened. And I just continued to do that job. And then it was, Probably 2019, when I transferred my license into my, to myself, I guess, held my own license, um, that someone from Anderson that I grew up with and went to high school with contacted me about wanting to buy a house. So... That's where my first client came from. And I didn't know anything. And the guy that I was leasing for, he didn't teach me anything because he didn't want me to even learn that stuff. He wanted me to keep me doing leasing. So I'm like, okay. But I figured it out. I figured it out. I knew people like on social media that, you know, did mortgages. I'm like, I know you got to get a loan for it. So here's a guy that does this, (laughs) you know. And I kind of learned with that transaction how it worked. Nobody taught me. I had... I had to do it on my own. Yeah. And so that's kind of where the basis started.
0: Okay. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you for any real estate needs, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
2: My phone number 317-500-5963. Texting is better. Because then I can call you if I'm not available at that moment.
0: Okay. What's that number again? 317-500-5963.
2: All right.
0: Perfect. Then to get a hold of ENRI, it's HardworkingMortgageGuys dot com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. dot com. Or you can call 317 672 1938. That's 317-672-1938. And Thank you for listening to Indy's Real Estate Gurus. The gurus we interview share valuable insights. They reveal their strengths, personalities, and how they'll work with you. While we hardworking mortgage guys secure your best mortgage, real estate gurus work hard too. They avoid problems the amateurs don't see. They listen. They find unrealized opportunities. If you're buying or selling a home, a real estate guru is a valuable asset. If you're even thinking of buying or selling a home, keep listening and definitely call one of Indy's real estate gurus.
1: So, Mia, that is a phenomenal story because most people, like I went to to college too and I I did the same thing you did. What am I doing? Yeah. I mean, I went for computer networking because I was like, I don't want to... Then I was like, I don't want to sit at a desk all day. That's just not me. I want to talk to people. Mm -hmm. So, it's interesting that most people are like, oh no, you must go to college. You must know what you want to do. But you knew... That you had to find yourself, yeah. you had to figure out what works good for you, and sometimes that's just what what the path takes. So mm-hmm. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, when you got into real estate and when you first got so, when you sold that first one, so did you just start uh, going social media style, or how did you start?
2: Well, I think that it it did open up a lot of opportunity when you first do that first deal right um and I definitely put it on social media so I think today that's just where our customers are that's where all the eyes are on social media and and it was just a snowball effect after that you know like hey especially when your clients are the one posting it (laughs) like and you're you're just kind of sharing it like yeah I helped them um and and I think that it helps. It helps generate business. It helps people feel more comfortable. And, and you're the one that looks like the professional, which I am, (laughs) but you know, I think it does help with the, with the social media. And I think that's probably been the biggest driver of my business, um, where I don't have to pay for leads. I don't have to, you know, door knock or cold call. I think it's just organic connections that have been, that have built my business.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, what I heard is every job mm-hmm. was preparing you to be a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. You, know, you started in in learning the contracts and and learning you know learning kind of what goes on behind the scenes and all of that. And then mm-hmm. when you were in leasing, you learned how to show houses. When you were working for the window company, you learned how to do an open house, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, maybe not exactly, but you learned how to stand there, how to present. What you got? I mean, you learned, and and unbeknownst to you, based on what you said, Mm -hmm. you were being trained to be a real estate agent. (laughs) That's true, right? Now that I think
2: about it, it makes sense. Yeah, as as you (laughs) said,
0: as you were walking through, I kept thinking, "Well, I see why that. I see what that did for her. I see what that did for (laughs) her. I see what that did for her." Yep. And then finally, um, who knows who? Somebody, Mm -hmm. maybe you know, God. Who I don't know, Mm -hmm. but somebody said, "Okay." It's time. Yeah. Here, here's a, here's mm-hmm. a customer. Yep. <laughs> Go be a real estate agent. Yep.
2: And it wasn't until I held my own license. Cause you know, when you're with brokerages, they take a cut of your money. They take a little bit of your money and, uh, especially, and they didn't even have to give you the lead to do it. Right. So right. I'm like, okay, that's, that's kind of what clicked. Like n- there's not a brokerage doing anything for me. So every time I got paid, like from the leasing, my brokerage would take a cut of it. And it's like. Why? But, you know, I guess that's the name of the game. Right. So, OK, fine. But that's why it pushed me to hold my own license so I could get 100 percent of my efforts. And that's what happened. And I think that it, it my brokerage actually got created by accident. I don't know if we can go into that. Yeah, but, if you want to. <laughs> but what happened was I was holding my own license as what they call like a sole proprietor, right? Right. Where you're not really with anybody, you're just a licensed agent. So I was doing that, doing the leasing. I had a few sales under my belt. I was rocking and rolling. And then I had a new build client. First new build, I I had no idea about new construction. So it was like we were, you know, I took them around to see houses. They didn't really like them. So we tried the new build route. So I go into their office. They, and the, I learned quickly that the construction company handles everything. Yes. You know, they literally just pay realtors to bring their people. And uh, well, yeah, of course, you have and to negotiate. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of you have yeah. to kind of yeah. be their liaison between the two, but they're, they're the ones drafting the contracts and doing all right. the, everything. Yes. With the house. So, it was it was easy enough just to introduce them and kind of be there with my clients through that process. But the builder company said, we're not going to pay you because you're not with a brokerage. And I'm like, but I'm a licensed realtor. Like, I, I do this. This is what and I you do. You are
0: with a brokerage. You are a broker. But go ahead.
2: And I am. Right. But I didn't have an office or I wasn't with a company. So I was like, okay, well, you know, so the building process takes months. So I'm like, okay, I have this time before... We close on that house to, I guess, get a brokerage. (laughs) So that's what I did. That's why. I had to create an office officially with the state and with my board. And I had to get – I had to be – Because I wasn't going to hang it with another broker, you know. like So I had to create my own. Yeah, And that's where Austin Avenue was born. Awesome.
1: So how did you come up with the name?
2: The name. Well, it's crazy because you know how every – Everywhere, every street, every everything has like a, a suffix, like Avenue, Road, Street, Boulevard. And I I just kinda put it put my stamp on it because Austin is actually my daughter's middle name. So her name is Riley Austin. And so it it was just kinda my stamp, like Austin Avenue. Like that's my my piece of real estate <laughs> so <laughs> so that's kind of where that's where it came from
1: so you so, uh, we hear this from a lot of realtors so you take mm-hmm. your daughter to show homes and everything oh yeah
2: well not now she's in pre preschool she started preschool in uh february so she's been home for five years like it, it's so crazy now that i think back about it. it's been five years i i have been what was 2017, like six years ago or something? Yep, six, like that? Years, six years, years, now, years, ago? years ago. Okay, Mentalized. so I was, I had just got my license. It's crazy because I was working all through, you know, being pregnant. I remember being pregnant, almost about to deliver when, you know, I went to the hospital, like, I'm about to have this baby. And they were like, nope, you're not dilated enough, go home. And I'm like, oh gosh. So that at that time there was a closing going on. So I'm having contractions. I'm like, you know, the pyramids on eighty sixth yep. street, that's where the closing was. Okay. And um the hospital I was at was um no, I don't spaced
0: it. Obviously not St. Vincent's on eighty sixth street right it now. It is
2: Saint Vincent's, <laughs> the women's center. That's exactly oh, okay. where I was. Okay. okay. <laughs> I wanted to call it Saint John's because I was in Anderson, but okay. it's Saint Vincent. All right. But um I went from the hospital to the closing having contractions and they're like, why'd you come here? We're we're done now. And it's like, okay. So that's how like, I'm now that I think back, like I'm really dedicated to this. Like I was <laughs> in labor, working emailing and it's like, Oh my gosh. So now that it's crazy cause she's here and she's been at home for, five years now since you know ever since before february and she's been with me the whole time showings closings meetings like she she just had to come with me because i wasn't paying eight nine hundred dollars a month in daycare that was just too expensive not affordable and then you know she wasn't old enough to go to preschool so she had to come with me you know and everybody else her dad and you know they work and have their own lives so i She's my kid. She's got to come, right? So that's what happened.
0: And so she's a real estate agent. Oh, she's Is ri- she licensed yet?
2: Riley, the realtor, she's not licensed, but you will be probably (laughs) because that's what she that's all she knows it's all she sees me do you know
1: it's interesting though when we talk to real estate agents Mm -hmm. uh they have a little different path that their parents are realtors Mm -hmm. that so many of them were like no i don't want to be a realtor oh yeah i I hate it i (laughs) hate it so they go off doing something else Usually five, six years later, mm-hmm. guess what they are? Yeah, They come on back home. Come on back. <laughs> yeah, they do.
2: Yep. I, but I think she likes it. You, I, there were a few times that, you know, we I would have to go and take pictures of houses and stuff that were for leases. I was leasing at the time. But she was probably two or three years old, like, showing me the house. Like, we'll go in there and she'll say, this is the closet. And you can, <laughs> you know, I remember her saying, the door shuts. And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, right. Great feature. (laughs) So she's sweet. She's so sweet. That's
1: crazy. Until you get the door that doesn't shut, you're really like, yeah, that was a great point. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now I
0: heard a story that as a toddler, and she still is a toddler, Mm -hmm. I guess, she has. She had a credit card. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. She. I. I put her on a couple of my credit cards, and you know there are credit cards out there that have no age limit, and you can literally use their social and uh, everything, and they'll send them a card with their name on it, and she has a couple of them, and I think you know when she gets older she'll have all that history, all that payment history. Of course, I run. I. It, no, you, author- you let
1: a four-year-old handle it.
2: <laughs> and she actually did swipe it the other day at Walmart. She bought her own bike and her own helmet, and she swiped her credit card, and she was so excited about it. But, of course, that's my credit line. She's an authorized user on mine. Right. That's what it, right. that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but, she, but, you know, I'm, I'm responsible with mine. So, of course, that reflects on her right. credit report once it comes available, I guess, at the right age.
1: All right, and how would somebody get a hold of you?
2: Um, My phone number, texting is better than calling, 317-500-5963.
0: And to get a hold of Ian or I, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com, or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317-672-1938.
1: All right, now I think it should be time for question of the week. I think that's right. I think it is. The The question of the week is sponsored by, hey, Rick and I, the hardworking mortgage guys, where we believe in helping and supporting you and your realtor by sending constant updates through the loan process. Nobody likes to be left in a black hole, so contact us and we'll keep you out of a black hole. Mm -hmm. All right. So what was your first car? My first car? Yeah. Let me think.
2: It was a Chrysler... 1999 Chrysler 300. I bought it with my student loan money, (laughs) and I thought I was. And that's the car that I actually wrecked and had to move back in with my mom. But but I love that car so much, I thought it was so clean. It had leather, it was black. I was like, "Mm, I'm doing my thing. Those were popular cars, I mean,
0: those they may still be, but for a long time, they Mm -hmm. were like one of the most popular cars out there. They looked wonderful
2: yeah i loved
0: it and you can't go wrong with a black car yeah it
2: was so nice except black for when it's something. always
0: dirty oh
2: right yeah
1: <laughs> why do you have to it's be negative to hey <laughs>
0: hey
1: we're both from the car industry <laughs> trust me oh well, i want to go see that black car over there no, oh man not. i gotta run through the cars really yeah, quick <laughs> they
0: get dusty they do get dusty mm. i i My second favorite's black. My favorite color is a white car. Mm -hmm. And everybody thinks, oh, they get dirty. No, they don't. White Mm. cars, that's why I like them. Yeah. They don't show the dirt anywhere near as much as a black car. Yeah. But a clean black car, Mm -hmm. there is no car that looks better than a clean car that's black. It's just beautiful. That's true. So you want me to ask a question?
1: Yeah. All I, right. I, I want to hear something about a super or Okay,
0: good. Yeah, this is one of my favorite questions. So what is your superpower or superpowers?
2: Superpowers. Oh. Um now I feel like you a stumped super, her. superhero. Like,
0: okay. Yeah. Let me do you think fly? Of it. I mean, I mean... Do you <laughs> tall buildings in a single bound. She teleports to houses. <laughs> that's that's awesome too. <laughs>
2: Um, I would just say my authenticity. Me being who I am. I'm I'm I don't fake anything. I'm real transparent. I'm you know, I'm honest, easy to get along with, you know, just me. Just being me.
0: Your superpower is being you. That's, that's a great that's one. Super. Hey, nobody else can have that superpower. That's
2: right. <laughs> it's so unique. <laughs> it's very unique. Yeah.
0: But you know, it's it's actually probably the most true thing anybody could say because yeah. that's really it. it is it, who you are is
2: nobody can have this superpower right. and
0: it's all <laughs> and that is all you you know yeah. i mean that's that's
2: yeah
0: that's phenomenal so speaking of of you know because of how you do things i know one of yours it may not be a it's probably a superpower because it's part of you but mm-hmm. we and we touched on it's social media mm-hmm. i know that's a big piece of your your business so if somebody's if somebody's out there, a real estate agents out there, they don't know anything about social media because mm-hmm. what we found is there's there's agents who use it and they do phenomenally well, mm-hmm. and there's agents who don't use it at all and they do phenomenally well, but they don't do, they don't do it with social media. And mm-hmm. then there's people trying to learn what to do. Yeah. What would you say to those people that don't use it or are trying to figure it out? And how should they use social media?
2: You know, it's it's really funny because on social media. You can really be anything you want you can make it look like anything you want you know so i think if somebody is looking to build more on social media just they just have to kind of take what they do every day and put that online you know if you're showing houses all day put it online you know if you're working at the computer and you're running some comps or whatever just put record it on your phone and upload it online you know that's that's really all it is um and that just kind of shows that audience what you do who you are and just have fun with it
0: so they record a video or just take a picture both okay yeah. you do both. both and do you and and so let's talk about because somebody who doesn't know mm-hmm. what social media should they use
2: um I like Facebook. I think it kind of the algorithm kind of tailors it to where you are in your location and the people that live around there. Okay. So um, it, it kind of puts you in like a local audience um, unless you're like paying for ads and wanted to blast over the country and stuff. But I think Facebook, social media um, and then
1: um, Instagram, Instagram? Yeah.
2: Instagram. I do have an Instagram. Um, but I, my main thing is Facebook. Okay.
1: So should Rick still be on MySpace?
2: I don't think so. I want to tell, want to tell you something. Okay.
1: My, MySpace. I, I was never on MySpace ever because
0: it came out when I was at an age where you mm, didn't do that.
2: Yeah. I had MySpace. That was my first yeah, social yeah. media. I think that
1: was
0: everybody.
2: Yeah. Sp-
1: because
0: Facebook no, no, came no. out Not a few. Not everybody. Not everybody.
1: You everybody, made fun but. of me
0: for being on Facebook and the reality, or on, on MySpace, the reality is I never was on MySpace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it's you crazy. know of. <laughs> it's
2: crazy now that there's so many different outlets and channels. Like, I, I'm, I haven't got into TikTok. I haven't got I into, heard. like, YouTube. Like, there's so many that I haven't really tapped into, but... I don't feel like I need to like, right. I, I feel like I'm doing okay. I'm doing well enough and I can teach my agents to do well, just with the platforms. Cause I don't want too many. It gets overwhelming. Then you have to hire somebody to do it all for you. And I'm just like, uh-uh. Nope. So there's, you know, there's other thing. there are other social media platforms that you can use. Um, but For me personally, it's really just mainly Facebook, Instagram. I mean, there's a LinkedIn, but that's more on the professional side if you're looking to gain more business on your client base. I mean, but LinkedIn is good, too, if you're like an investment realtor and you're looking to network with those kinds of people and, you know, there's... There's a lot of different avenues okay. to do on social media.
1: So you were talking about, pos- uh, you don't want to hire somebody for that. Mm-hmm. So have you thought about growing your brokerage?
2: Oh, so yeah. So recent, just recently, I ne- like I said, my brokerage was an accident. <laughs> so it was not planned at all. Um, and what, what I'm recently w- were, was thinking is, I can do this on a larger scale. Like I'm... I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to go flip houses. I'm going to go be an investor. And it's like, I don't, I've worked with investors, but I haven't been an investor. Um, And so I'm like, I need to kind of drive my focus on what I know and what I'm good at. And so just recently I'm like, I'm going to grow this brokerage. So currently it's just been organic. I haven't done any like advertising. I'm hiring realtors, you know, come join me. It's just been organic. And I have four realtors right now that I hold their license. And one of them is actually my sister.
1: Oh, wow! she's newly
2: licensed. She got licensed this year. And so I'm able to work with her and, you know, teach her the ropes and stuff like that. So it's nice to work you know, with a family member, but everybody else it's been, you know, Just organic, you know, them getting their license, them seeing what I can do. And then, you know, them looking for a broker um, to hang their license with. And it's like, well, I'm a broker now. I can hold your license, you know, and I'm like, if I can do it, I can teach somebody else to do it. So that's kind of how it's been with the um, the realtors that I have now. But I think that was in 2021 that I that I got my first agent. And I think now that it, it might be a time to expand. And, yep. and grow that team,
0: and and there is value for somebody, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to come into a broker and and have the mentorship because mm-hmm. mentorship is really important, which you didn't have at the start, right. and so you that's had why, to learn it all that's why it on took your me own. So long, <laughs> yeah, right. If you had had a mentor, I think that could have cut yeah. down on your learning curve, mm-hmm. and it would have helped you. Um, you still got there, mm-hmm. right? It just would have maybe cut some time. Oh, yeah. Out. So mentors are are extremely important. Yep. Well, one of the things I know, um, I think. Would be interesting to talk about is, um, and, and my son bought uh, up in Chicago, bought a house, and it was it was like off market, mm-hmm. which a lot of people have never heard of. So, mm. what is off market real estate, and and how do you, like how does a real estate agent be a part of that?
2: Well, it's. It, it's kind of the same as far as, like, brokering a deal. Um, it just never gets inputted into the MLS. So um, have you ever seen those signs around, we buy houses fast, cash, call us, we'll buy your house? Yeah. <laughs> That's off-market real estate. You know, those are typically wholesalers who will essentially get a property under contract to purchase and then have a uh, end buyer sign another contract saying, well, I'll buy your contract from okay. the owner. So it, it never hits the MLS. I mean, it gets recorded. It goes through the title company. It's a legit deal, but it just never goes on the market. So and you don't have to have a license to do that.
0: So what they do is they find the house before they, they advertise so that somebody does it before they list it, mm-hmm. usually, probably. Yeah. So they, they try to get in the ahead of it. Then they go ahead and buy that, get a purchase agreement. And then mm-hmm. they sell it to somebody else. before they ever close and then it closes in the other person's name
2: yep so they they can either do like an assignment contract where they assign their purchase agreement to an end buyer or they do uh what's called a double close and they'll actually close on it and then the title company at the same time does another transaction to put it in the end buyer's name is that
0: something you help people with oh
2: yeah i've been in between a few
0: of those deals yeah
2: um so that's that's kind of what i like to say that sets me apart from some other realtors is I I know both sides. So I just recently had a deal where the seller had an investment property, it was a rental, and it wasn't in the best of area and it was a vacant house. So when when we were talking, she was like, "I, I want you to help me sell this house. But I don't want it to go on the market it'll make it vulnerable you know it'll have a lot of eyes on it it's vacant I don't want somebody to break in and trash it or whatever so I'm like well I know the other side of it we don't (laughs) have to put it on the market for it to get sold and what happened was in I didn't even have to she I didn't have to put it under contract she I think I built that built that rapport with her to where she trusted me that I could you know, deliver and actually sell her house without putting it on the market. And that's what I did. I reached out to my contacts. I have a good, you know, network of buyers, cash buyers that, you know, either have private money, hard money, or actual cash that will, you know, that they, they, if it's a good deal, they'll buy it. Right. So I don't have to put it on the market. You know, I have that network where I can, yeah. you know, have on and off market selling solutions. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's interesting to hear because I, we've had people on that do Similar things, but nobody's actually explained it. Mm-hmm. I think it helps to really know how that works. Yeah. So it's, you could have somebody out there that's thinking, you know, I'd like to buy houses like that. Mm-hmm. They could talk to you, and you'd be a perfect person for them you yeah. know, to work with because yeah. you understand it. Yeah. So I, I think that's phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, I think you have a good question. Oh
1: yes. So what do you think? What would you consider one of your most memorable deals?
2: Memorable deals. I have so many.
1: She can't remember. It just, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just
2: depends. It just depends if we're talking like a good memory I, or a bad memory. I, <laughs> <because>
1: whatever <laughs> you want. <Hey>. Because <laughs> every job we all know there's good and bad, but sometimes the bad is a learning experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, it is. I I know that there were uh, first the the one that developed my brokerage is probably the most impactful one. You know, because that's what that's what kind of got me here today, um, but on the other side i think there was there okay yeah i got one (laughs) there was i was working with a a home buyer and he had um he was buying a house that was occupied by a renter and the owner must not have communicated that well that the house was being sold and it was the day before closing. And you know how you got to do your final walkthrough yep. and stuff like that. We found that right before we closed, they trashed that house. Oh. Broke windows. They took the do- garage door off. You know the overhead door yeah. that slides up and down? They took it off. Where? Where? How do you even take that off? <laughs> yeah,
0: how, where do yeah. you even
2: put that, right? So, it. Oh, they took it with them, they too. They took it off, and it, it was gone. And they... They completely trashed the house. It was crazy, and so I was like, "Well, must not have been meant for you to move in there because we, you know, they have to maintain the right um, condition of the house until we close. Exactly. And it was the day before closing, yes. and I'm like, "Oh gosh, that's why." So- <laughs> that was a. <laughs> very rememberable (laughs) (laughs) deal it never closed but (laughs) you know
1: you want to forget it yeah yeah. but so here's one huge thing Mm. and i did not realize this before i got into industry Mm. so when we my wife and i bought our house we went and looked at it we looked at it a couple times then we had an inspector come up we didn't look at the house again Mm. until we signed after we signed paperwork oh so while you're telling the story, I'm like, what would that have happened to me? I, I would have been so mad. So, so lesson for anybody out there, the day before, go look at the or house. the
2: morning of closing <laughs> or something. Before you sign the paperwork, make sure it's okay. Yeah. I will say another, let me do a, a good, a good rememberable <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> I, there was a family in California that reached out to me on social media. It was Instagram. Um, they reached out to me on social media and they're like, we're moving to, we're moving to Indiana and they had never been here. They, you know, they just knew they wanted, they did the research on States and they just landed on Indiana and then they landed on my page somehow, you know, cause I'm marketing, I'm doing my thing, not knowing that people in across the country can right. see awesome. me not even thinking yeah. about it, but Hey, lo and behold, she reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, I can help you buy a house. They're like, we're selling our house here. So we're paying cash for the house out there. I'm like, great. That's, That makes you very competitive in this market. And so um, she, you know, they were sending me all these houses and and they they never even came out here. I never even met them, never even saw them. And we I sold them a house and they moved out here. They actually moved south of here near like Evansville. Wow. And I wasn't even a part of that MLS. I wasn't even in that area but you know she she trusted me i was doing great i was up and down the state looking for them a house (laughs) (laughs) and you know we settled on one she closed they were actually traveling across the country when she stopped in like arizona or something to close the documents and i had never met them never talked never uh, you know person in person and um they moved here just on a whim and have you ever met them yeah yeah she yeah she came up here um she came up here, you know, after they had moved in and yeah. got settled and That's stuff. Nice. So, yeah, I, yeah.
0: It's I always, didn't meet her. It's always, you know, at least in today, you've got other ways to meet people, mm-hmm. Zoom, all that kind of yep. thing. But one last question. What are, so, are there so many misconceptions about what a real estate career is really all about?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What
0: Can you talk about that?
2: So I think. And it's just my personal opinion. I think people see realtors and they they like see money. They think it's like all about the money. You know, they're getting these big closing checks. They're just driving nice cars. They all look nice. They're, mm. So I think people want to get into you know the business thinking that's what it's about you know and i have to kind of educate people and even a couple of the realtors that i have now like it's not about that it's it's almost not even about the house it's about the people that are buying and selling them and living in the houses and so i i kind of i always want to educate people and let them know like the you have to be a people's realtor. You know, you can have all, you know, show the nice fancy houses or even the ugly houses and say you're closing a bunch of deals, but it's it's really about the people behind it, you yeah. know, um, and it's not just about contracts and closing and getting checks. Like you really have to be a people person and really be passionate about the people that you're helping and working with. Because a lot of people don't know anything about closing on a home or buying a home and that's kind of where you have to come in, and and I I like to say I'm not even a salesperson. I'm not a salesy type person because when I think about salespeople, it's like hurry up and buy, you know, buy this, buy this, buy, 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 you know. And I'm I'm not that, you know. I like to think of myself like the position that I hold as a realtor is more like support, guidance, you know, um, or more of an advisor. Um, so it's. Being a realtor, and I think it's changed a little bit Um, because when I when I think of a realtor when I was younger, I thought of like business suit. You have to be dressed up every day and be this professional person and you have to be professional. But, you know, in terms of look and you have to look like something and you have to, you know. It's not that. It's right. not that. You have to build relationships and rapport with people, and that's how you become a successful realtor. Because, again, I'm not that salesy hurry-up-and-buy, and this is not a hurry-up-and-buy field. No. These people are spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on homes, and you can't take that lightly. You can't take that, like, as a I'm going to get a big check at the end. It's like, no, you have to make sure it works for those people. Right. So, I think that uh, you know some people may look at realtors like you know it's just it's just a good way to make money, but that's you do good by people, the money will follow.
0: Right. Yeah. It's about the relationships. That's all. It's
2: about percent. That's it.
1: Yep. All right. So. If somebody wants to get it in a relationship with you and get it, buy or sell a home, how will they get in contact with you?
2: You can give me a call or text at 317-500-5963.
0: And if you need to get a hold of Ian or I, go to hardworkingmortgageguys.com. That's hardworkingmortgageguys.com. Or you can call 317-672-1938. That's 317 317- six, seven, two, 1938.
1: All right. And Mia, we'd like to thank you for coming on the show. You you. are phenomenal. Thank you. Um, and reminder, if you have any friends, family, or coworkers looking to buy, sell, or refinance, contact us and we'll be more than happy to help you and follow us for more at Indy's real estate gurus.